When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Give us a text 0457 736 736 and make sure you're following our brand new Twitter profile at Captain's Run NRL and follow SEN League on Instagram and TikTok. I've got the great Cameron Smith here. How you going, brother? Kempi, mate, I'm great. Another week closer to the finals. How good is it? Starting to warm up everywhere. It's getting warm. Hello to all our listeners today. Big show ahead. Ooh. Huge show. Lots to talk how mu- about. How much to talk about from the weekend? And even today. Yes. Tempe. Mate, it's the best. It's rugby league, mate. But before we start, I just yes. need to ask a favor, Smithy. Oh, okay. Could you call your boys, Storm, just say, look, just pack her up for one game. Just one game. <laughs> just one game. Mate. Just take it easy. Can you just call the boys? Mate, they've, <laughs> mate, they've taken out 11 of their best 17. What else do you want? What else do you want? <laughs> oh, please. Uh, please we'll get to the, that anyway. We'll please, get to that. Please break the storm curse, boys. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the good oil breaking news story, thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Uh, mm. The breaking story is Cameron Seraldo defending training workload and, in air quotation, toxic culture. Now, uh, that's not to suggest there is one. It's just people have claimed there is one. Now, we've got some uh, audio clips here that are a really good insight as to Seraldo's thinking and also, I guess, his uh, pushback against those claims. Oh, it's a pretty sensitive issue and yeah, I don't want to be... I won't be commenting on that one. Are you happy with the attitude that all the players have displayed towards the workloads that you want them to have this year? Yeah, like there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work here and the players got better and better with the training as the year's gone on. Now, some guys have... have exceeded our expectations, but to, to comment on every player's attitude, I couldn't be able to do that. Have players come to you expressing concerns about the workload here? No. No, they haven't. Did you feel that you expect a lot from your players? I'd like to think so. It's the NRL. Nothing comes without hard work. This club is built on hard work and work ethic. Um, that's what drew me to this club. Um, that's what we're trying to instill back into this place. I don't want to comment specifically, but, you know, at different times we've... we've um, wanted to go really uh, put some standards in place and obviously you know if you're late we have to we have to do something about that but um, I won't be talking specifically about it. We want to have winning performance standards and a lot of that's around uh, individual responsibilities and you know we have to we have to hold those standards. Oh we've gone through a range of different ways of of talking about um, holding standards some of that's been monetary related some of it's been spinning a wheel and then some of it's been trying to find ways to, to change behaviours. The reality is we need to change behaviours here and I think we've done a good job of that throughout the season um, and we'll, we'll continue to find ways where we can change behaviours to, to winning behaviours. So you think there's been a problem uh, with the culture at this club? Well, we've been losing. So clearly the culture's not exactly right. Um, you know, the, the system is only one part of, of the results on the weekend. The main part of the result is the culture. And that's something we've worked really hard on. We've probably uncovered a lot more to that culture um, and, and reasons for where we are, why we are where we are. And we'll continue to work hard at that. Nothing comes without hard work. You know, they, they are long. We have one long day a week 
and if you get the last massage, you're probably leaving at 5.30. The days are longer at the place I was previously. I don't know about this toxic culture. He obviously says some people that um, don't want to buy into what we're doing, but I don't think it's a, a great amount of people. You know, we've got a lot of people, a lot of players working really hard inside these four walls and a lot of people doing really good things. So it's not, a, it's not a widespread thing. There might be a couple of guys that don't agree with the direction we're going, but we've got some people, I'm surrounded by people that know what winning looks like. They come from good systems. I'm surrounded by people that are, have been at the Bulldogs and won premierships at the Bulldogs and they know what this club's built on and I'll listen to those people. No one's come to me and told me they're, they're complaining about long days. Like the long days, we've got a flag group in here that do weights at 5 o'clock in the morning, go and work for 10 hours and come back and do field at 5.30 in the afternoon. That's a long day and that, the way those guys are, are going about the business is showing us their future Bulldogs and that's who we're, we're going to build the club around. There he is, Seraldo, talking about the latest, uh, I guess, issues at the Bulldogs. And this all, the last straw essentially was a report that a player had walked out distraught after having to, you know, do a wrestling session as punishment for being late. Smithy, what are your thoughts, mm. mate? Yeah, there's a bit going on there. And this sort of uh, raised its head, what, a couple of days ago, Kempe? Um, this, all these issues and, and maybe a player being quite upset with the way he was treated around turning up to, to training late. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's just, well, that's just unacceptable. Turning up to work, it, it's their job. That's your place of work. And if you turn up late, there's consequences because they operate and they work in a, in a, in a high-performance environment. So there's, there's standards and there's expectations around getting your job done properly. And part of that is being punctual, being on time. Like you don't just rock up to work whenever you want to. Mm. And there should be no confusion around what time your starting time is. Um, you know, that's, that's your own responsibility to understand what time you need to be at training and what time, you know, training commences. And you've got to be ready to go. It's not, it's not that training starts at 8 o'clock, so you, you're rolling in and you're walking out in the field, you know, boots not on, strapping not done, all that sort of stuff, and, you know, we've just got to be here at 8. Like, str- training starts at 8 a.m. The whistle blows at 8 a.m., and we get going. The thing, you know, that that stood out to me from Cameron Seraldo, and he, and he said it multiple, multiple times, was, so talking about the culture, right, at the Bulldogs, and he's trying to win this, build, sorry, this winning culture. Because he's right, like, they don't have, they're not winning. They haven't been winning football games for a long, long time. So they don't have that winning culture, that winning feeling. So for those people, you know, for all of our listeners out there sort of thinking, you know, culture, culture, it's this fancy word that gets thrown around. To me, right, the way I break it down, because I don't tend to like using the word culture either. And it was and it was a word associated with my old club, the Melbourne Storm, a lot. Mm. Okay. All, all culture is, it's standards and behaviours that you demonstrate every day. And it's, and it's standards that you accept or you don't accept. Mm. It's, it's, it's something that you want to build, you know, something that's quite strong and that everyone believes in and upholds every day. Okay. That, that's all culture is. It's standards that you build around the place and, and what you're willing to accept and the behaviors that go along with those standards that, that allow you to achieve your goals. And, and they're, they're the things that you need to constantly bring to work every day, to work, training, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, I'm, I'm with Cameron Serraldo on this one. Like, he, he was fairly black and white and, and quite strong about his messaging, you know, when he was pressed by the the journalists in that, in, those, uh, in that interview was that, look, you know, we're clearly not where we want to be. And the club in the past has been built on 
hard work and high standards. And you talk to any of those guys, you know, back from the early days of the Bulldogs, and you can see from their sustained success that they had, it, that's that's what their club was all about. So, you know, for, for guys to and, – and it's it's pleasing to hear that, you know, he come out and actually said, like, no player has come to him, come to him and, and, you know, complained about, um, you know, workloads and all that sort of stuff because – I'd like to think that they, the players themselves have an understanding that, you know, changing those behaviours, it doesn't come easy. It comes with hard work and you need to spend a bit of time at training to do that. Um, so, yeah, obviously, well, it sounds like there was just one player that was, wasn't really happy with, with the way they dealt with some things across, you know, whenever it was the last week or so. Mate, it's uh, being late. It's such a, it seems like a small thing when you, you know, outside looking in, even when you're younger. As a, I remember the first time I got punished for it. So I was under 19 Colts for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Lazarus was our coach. So I'm on the way. I've never been late. You know, life's good. I'm still trying to learn yeah. the game, whatever. I literally had a car crash. <laughs> and I was honestly, I was, I reckon I was five minutes late, five minutes yep. late, yep. got dropped that weekend. And you wow, might go, you, go. You, you might go, oh, mate, that's so, but you know harsh. what? Yeah, a bit harsh, but at the same time, should have left 15 minutes earlier. Like you yeah. can always find a way to rock up yep. on time. And did it teach me the best lesson ever of never to be late again if it's within my control? And mm-hmm. also things like that, you, you always have to ask yourself as a young player, why is it always the senior players that are there first? Mm, that that, right. that tells you what is required um, to be there. So it seems like a small thing, but it's actually a show of respect to the rest of the, the squad. And look, I understand things can happen out of your control. Uh, in regards to the punishment, I know they've tried to bandy about, you know, wrestled 12 people. Like that's The, the number of people is, is kind of irrelevant. It would have been a 30-minute session or an hour towel up. Yeah. Um, and look, when I first come back, so I quit rugby league. I, the Broncos called me, said, can you come back in and play? So I hadn't done any preseason. I was completely like fresh, came in, yep. we did a wrestling session and I got absolutely dominated the whole session. So this is an hour long proper preseason wrestling session, which was my first session of like any yep. fitness for like, I'd quit rugby league for months and months. Yep. Anyway, we got to the end and I, I just, I didn't dominate the last tackle. So they made me tackle all the big boys until I did dominate the last tackle. <laughs> the session was so hard that the next day I was spewing at, in the morning before training because I was so fatigued. Um, and so uh, I was going to say, how'd you go after that? <laughs> oh, mate. Not great, obviously. Yeah, not great. Not great. And so, look, it, it sounds extreme, but if you want to be at the top, if you're not rocking up to training feeling uncomfortable, I don't think that you're really progressing where you need to progress at such an elite level. Yeah. And mate, I'll back you up. Look, I only played at the one club, but you know there were there was things in place for us too. Where like if if someone turned up late, you know we've had a fine system um, in place. We had you know heard Cameron Seraldo talk about a wheel, right? So it's it's we had the same thing. So we had it's a bit like Wheel of Fortune. If you can picture Wheel of Fortune, where you had different sort of you know punishments on this wheel, and whatever you spun up, that's what you had to do. They may have consisted of something like. Um, like a 30-minute rowing session on, on you know, the rowing machine in the gym. It might have been um, you get the last massage time for the week. It might have been um, you have to come in and do weights with the first group for the entire week. So it's an early start, late finish, that type of thing. But 
at the end of the day, what it is is it it it's teaching you discipline, and there's consequences for not upholding standards that that you've all believe that you all believe in and that you've bought into. That's that's what it's all about, and you got to remember this. This isn't, you know, the NRL and and all team sports for that matter. It's not about a single person or an individual. If you turn up late to training, you're holding up the entire team. Mm. So you're putting everyone out for the entire day, not just yourself. Like it's it's not like you're running your own business and you can rock up to work whatever time you want and just start your day. You know, if if training starts at eight and you rock up at five past eight or ten past eight, you've you've left what, 25, 30 other people waiting for you to get started. Mm. So, you know, that's, you know, the, and, and there's consequences for that in a team environment. It's it's not about an individual. It's about the team. And that's the mentality, you know, individuals have got to have in team sports. It's 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 team first, mm. always team first. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually read a report earlier in the week that, you know, some, it's, you know, it was reported that some players were frustrated that it was an eight till four. You had to work eight oh, to four goodness. all week. Now, when it first came out, I was like, well, it's a bit arbitrary to force people to stay every single day from 8 till 4. Shouldn't it be till the work gets done? But after hearing Seraldo say it's literally only one day. Yeah. Wow. One one long day a week. What? That's what he said. That's easy. Yeah. Which is 8 till 5.30. Mate. That's what that's what he said. Yeah. 8 till 5.30. He, he, that, what he said, if, if you're finishing at 5.30, that's the latest you'll leave, I think. So, and, and as he mentioned, he goes, the last organization I was at, they had much longer days than that. Being, that's being Penrith, of course. Mm. And um, I guarantee you, if you go down and go do twelve months with Craig Bellamy at the Melbourne Storm, mm. you um, you you arrive at training before the sun comes up, and you leave training when the sun's gone down. Mm. So they're long day. And and look, have a look at the success both clubs have have enjoyed. Mm. You know, Penrith and the Melbourne Storm. Penrith, yeah. you know, looking to go for. Um, you know, four grand finals in a row. And, you know, the Storm, they've been almost a lock in the top four for the last, what, decade? So there's no surprise around, you know, putting time into your work, working hard, and actually having high standards about your workplace as well. Mm. There's no secret as to why those two clubs have done so well for a long period of time. Yeah. It's, uh, um, look, I... um. I applaud Seraldo for, I guess, standing firm in, in what he's believing. And whether he's whether it works or it doesn't work, I do applaud him for going, you know what, I'm going to live or die by the sword. I'm not going to meet someone halfway and be, oh, okay, you know, let's pull this yeah. back, let's pull that back. How do you think they improve in 2024, Smithy? Well, I guess personnel, you know, they, like they've got to try and sort their squad out first and foremost. But um, it, it's, it's no easy fix, Kempi. Like it, it, there's no quick fix. Like mm. you got to be patient and you got to continue to work hard. Like I remember when, when, um, when Craig Bellamy first turned up at the Melbourne Storm. Like we had some quality senior players there, but the majority of the squad that was put together, going into that 2003 th- season, like w- we were all rookies, mm. we were young fellas. Um, so it took us a good, you know, four or five years to get going and be, you know, com- a competitive footy side that went out there and 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 won a lot of football games, you know, in those first couple of years, it, it was a struggle. Like we were sort of like a, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we were an average footy side, but we were a middle of the road type of footy team mm. where, you know, we'd, we'd get in the top eight, we'd get to finals, 
But, you know, there was always better teams than us. Mm. But it was it was always about the standards and always trying to be better and upholding those standards, you know, day day on day, week on week, year on year, until finally we progressed, which, you know, again, Cameron Serraldo was talking about, like, we're just all we're trying to do is grow these standards. We're trying to grow this culture at this club to where it needs to be until we become, a, you know, a, a side that regularly wins football games. That's that's And that's what it, it took us. It took us, you know, four or five years to get that done. Um, so they just need to stick at it. And which I think, you know, by the way he was talking was, you know, head coach, mate, like at the end of the day, he's been given that job to turn the place around. Mm. So, and, and, he has a clear vision of how that can happen. So that's, that's, he's sticking to his guns and good on him for doing that. Well, actually it's interesting because, and before we head to a break and we'd love to hear your text on this. Oh, four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Give us your thoughts. But funnily enough, guess who in the middle of the year dropped players for being late. And now is one of the form teams of the competition. Mm. The New Knights. I'm going to say the Knights. Yeah, the Newey Knights. So it just shows you that if you just hang in there and, and, you know, keep driving those standards, you know, you're going to get rewarded with it. And the doggies, like I hope eventually they do turn it around because, mm. you know, the dogs are a powerhouse. Everyone wants the doggies to go well. And, and yeah. you know, the players involved, I, I hope that the players that feel that it's the wrong direction or whatever, I hope they just take a step back and go, you know what, I, there's something to learn here. There's really something to learn here. And when you look at the Knights situation, just going back to that, can be like their head coach. Tell it like what two clubs has he been a part of? Yep, yep. for Newcastle, mm-hmm. Storm, Roosters, Roosters, two successful clubs. Yep. Anyway, we're going to head to a break. We'd love to hear your thoughts after the break. We've got plenty more to talk about, including how many players are getting rested. Plus, later in the show, we've got Phoenix Crossland join us for a chat. See you on the other side.